there's really no way you can kind of play out the scenarios of what's going to happen to get you to 68. Now, you can if you've got a top 10 pick, maybe even a top 15 pick, but you can't play out the scenarios of what could happen to be prepared for something like that. So at that point, it seems like you just have to trust your board and trust the work you've done at 68. No matter what pops up, if that's our guy at the top, we got to go with him. What was kind of the thought process behind Justin, that first pick? Because we talked about tackle, it could be this guy, it could be that guy. But do you really have to trust your board to that extent because you don't know what's going to happen up to that point that far in a draft? Yeah, I think the, the big thing was after the uh, uh, first and second rounds, you know, you, you, you go in there and you, and you basically re- reset the board. You yeah. Know? So you, you look at it again and – obviously take the guys off that have been drafted and then uh, you see where it's at, just like you said. And, and when we were up for that pick at, at uh, 68, Justin Reed was right there at the top, and uh, we all felt really good about him. Uh, very intelligent player, um, really good measurables. Uh, Six-foot guy, 200-pound guy, can really run, can help us obviously on defense, can help us on special teams. And, uh, you know, we, we felt really good about that pick, and it was it was really a situation in that particular one where, you know, sometimes you have three or four guys all about even, and then you're you're looking at the value and all those things. But uh, you know, when it's when it's that guy at the top of uh, that round, that you, you know, where you're picking, that was that was kind of a, a one where the board speaks to you. So yep. that that was a that was a really good uh, part of the process. It looks like speed was a priority on offense. You bring in Atkins, you bring in Cutie, and, of course, Thomas there. So that's something you guys are trying to add more to the offense this offseason? Yeah, I think, you know, I think as a team, uh, really with the whole team, Paul, we really thought that, that, that speed was something that we were going to look at. You know, if a, if a guy had a dominant trait of being able to run relative to his position, you know, we felt like that was something that would be definitely part of our evaluation. Now, it doesn't mean that you're just taking a guy just because he runs a sub 4-5 or just because he, he, he's a tight end that runs a sub 4-7 or whatever it is. It, it also has to be the whole body of work of that player and relative to how you're going to use him in your offense or on your defense or, you know, on special teams. But I do think that speed was a priority. We felt like we, we wanted to try to get faster out of the draft as a team. And I think, obviously, with those offensive picks – you know, Kuti, he's a very, very fast guy. Uh, he's got good quickness, too, but really fast. And then uh, Aikens uh, at that uh, F tight end position, we feel like he's got good speed and good quickness for that position, too. Coach, looking at the highlights from QT, and that's all I've seen so far, but it looks like he can run a lot of the stuff you like to run, the end of rounds and things in the Watson-type offense uh, uh, that you've been running. Give him the Vandermeer official lingo <laughs> what you're I calling call this. The, the fakeroo and the, the flip, flippity-flops. The flippity, flippity I like that yeah. like, These are football terms, Coach. Yes. So, 32 you know, fakeroo. Stuff, yeah. You guys are running all that Harlem Globetrotter <laughs> stuff, and, and he can do that. Yeah, he no, he was, uh, he was a guy that we spent a lot of time with. You know, We spent a lot of time with him at his school. Uh, Texas Tech, we spent a lot of time with him here in the building, and, and we felt really good about what he knew, his work ethic, the type of guy he was. We liked what we saw in film. Uh, we tested him on some of the things that we would do with him, and he, and he, and he passed it with flying colors. And, and he was another guy that was sitting there, and there were other guys there, really good players at that. It looked like the bulk of a lot of the good players were in those middle rounds, and so there were some tough decisions. But I, I really feel like uh, with, with Kiki, we've really improved and, and added a, a, an explosiveness and uh, you, know, you know, speed element to, to our team, and I think that's going to really help us. Coach, what's the most difficult thing about a player, maybe not making a full transition, but Jordan Thomas played a lot of receiver at Mississippi yeah. State, somewhat out of necessity because they had everybody and their brother go down, but he's playing a lot of receiver. I mean, we're sitting there watching a bowl game, and he's out there catching passes, yeah. running routes. 
What's the most difficult thing about making a transition to a different position where now he's got to get in there, he's got to block some of these defensive ends you got to yeah. face this year outside linebackers? How tough is that going to be for a guy like Jordan Thomas? Definitely tough, definitely a tough transition. We spent a lot of time with him. We went to Mississippi State. Uh, Mike Devlin went. We, we, we worked out Rankin. We worked out uh, Jordan. Uh, we spent time with those guys. Uh, felt really good about wh- wh- what they were as, as men and, and what they were as uh, their ability to learn and and then went out on the field and did some things with him, and, and we feel good about where he's at and, and how, uh, you know, basically his upside. You know, can he do these things? What does – is he a heavy-handed player? Can he – do we feel like he can, you know, get his hands on somebody with the proper teaching and the proper steps and footwork and, and really be able to block? And, and so we think – it. look, it's not going to be easy. He's going to have to sure. put a, t- a lot of time into it. But, you know, we felt very, very good about uh, his ability to do that and, and be able to execute some of the things we need to do in the, in the running game. Rankin's listed as a center on the website I'm looking at. He's a guard, a tackle. I know Brian Gain last night said he's an offensive lineman, so yeah. real generic with yeah, it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, he's the guy I'm imagining you're bringing in with all these other players. Uh, only one offensive lineman in the draft. Is that reflective of how you feel about the free agents that you guys brought in? Yeah, we felt like, you know, we added some really good guys in free agency. Um, you know, we feel good about where we are with the line right now. We went into this draft, you know, again, you know, really when it came to all the positions, but, you know, specifically on the offensive line, the best available at that time for us. And versatility is big. So, you, you know, we feel like Rankin can play tackle. We feel like he can play guard. And he did snap some in, in practice when he was there at, at Mississippi State. So we feel good about his versatility. You know, maybe he's not the prototypical six foot seven tackle or six foot six tackle, but he does do some really good things at tackle relative to what we do in our offense, you know some of the pulling and, you know, pulling out on screens and, and pulling on tackle plays and things like that. So we feel we feel good about him. We felt, we felt like he was an all-day tough player, you know, a guy that was a very tough kid and a smart guy, and uh, we're glad to have him. Coach, we had Callum Bailly on the air. We had Kelly on the air. They talked about visiting. We also talked to Thomas, and you just talked about spending time with him. And that aspect of it, having these guys in for visits, spending time with them, getting to know them, not just at the Combine but wherever else you can, how important is that to the whole process? Yeah, that's vital, Vandy. I mean, I think that, um, you know, that's to me that's always the big difference that I've come to learn, and you're, you're always trying to get better at this process and do your part in the process. And one of the things that I've learned is you can spend a whole lot more time with these guys in the draft than you do in free agency, you know, and I think that uh, in the draft, you know, you really have a chance to, to get to know the person, you know, to really understand like how he thinks, what motivates him, you know, where he comes from, family background, some of those things. And then obviously you can work them out, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big thing, you know, being able to have your coaches there working the guy out, you know, what type of shape is he in? Can he learn? If I teach him this very quickly, is he able to execute those steps and execute, you know, what we're asking to do at that position, you know, on the field, even though it's, you know, just a workout. It's not in pads or anything like that, but it's a, it's a workout. And I think that's a big part of the draft that, that our coaches uh, do a really good job with. Obi, building off of that, the opportunity to go to Mobile yeah. with Jordan Akins, mm-hmm. you, you draft him. How valuable was that? Because that goes to another degree. That's how is he in meetings? How does he take your teaching on the practice field? Right. How important was that aspect? And I know you've said, and none of us want to see you ever coach in the Senior Bowl again, right. but how important was that to the process in for him, considering you guys worked that week with him? That was big. That was why, you know, when the NFL called us and said, hey, would you like to do it? I mean, we, we didn't have to do the Senior Bowl, but when they said, you know, would you like to do it? We said, you know what, that's a great opportunity for us. You know, another another opportunity to go be around these guys, like I was saying to Vandy, but even more than that, actually yeah. coaching football. You know, here's our scheme. 
all right, now here it is in the meeting. Let's go out and walk through. Let's do it there, and then let's put it to work and practice. And, you know, we had a lot of these guys that we looked at in the draft at the Senior Bowl, and I think that really helped us. Aikens is obviously a great example because we drafted him. You know, we felt like, hey, look, this guy can do some of the things we're going to ask that position to do, and he got better and better at it during the week, caught a touchdown pass in the game, and, and uh, you know, we feel good about that. And I think that uh, – you know, being at the Senior Bowl with the guy really helped us. Some of the enthusiasm these guys that we've had on the air has been really fun to listen to. In particular, Jermaine Kelly, who came on at the very end. He was—he seemed like he was ready to run from where was he in San Jose? Run all the way from somewhere San Jose, right? Coast, yeah, yeah, somewhere on the West Coast. He said he was outside; it was cold and all that. Uh, so I'm imagining when you guys sit down with these players, that's the thing that you're looking for. Is this guy football crazy? Is he a bit of a football psycho yeah, of sorts? That's big, Paul. I mean, I think they have to have a love and a passion for the game, and you can really. You know, you can really sense that when you talk to them. You know, like if they don't have a passion for it, it's it's a very dull conversation. But if they have it, no, they don't have to be, you know, jumping up and down doing handstands in front of you. But, you know, they, they really enjoy talking about the game and what they did in college. And Kelly's a guy that, uh, you know, Brad Seeley felt very good about relative to special teams. And uh, Anthony Midget felt good about his ability to develop as a corner. And, and he had really good speed, good size. And he had a passion for the game, and we feel we feel like he's a he's a good addition to our team too. Tell us about the process now in getting these guys acclimated because they're rookies, they're <laughs> drafted, everybody's happy, and now they got to get into the building. You got to put them to work. Yeah, in some ways, you know, in some ways, the draft is probably three of the most overhyped days, you know, in in, in sports. You know, no. it, it is what it is. You know, it's but it is a great. You know, I understand it for the fans, mm-hmm. and I think it is great when you add you know, you add eight players to, to your organization. I mean, that's a very exciting thing. Like, don't get me wrong. But, again, th- there's so much work ahead of these guys. And right. I think that's when, when they enter the building, it's right away setting the expectations of what we're all about. You know, you know, simple things like being on time, taking care of your body in the weight room, in the uh, cafeteria now. You know, we have a new, new uh, sports performance coach. We've got a new nutritionist. We've got a lot of – uh, people around the building now, a lot of resources. We, we've got a team counselor. We've got J.J. Moses here now. We've got a lot of people to help these guys. And then, you know, obviously our expectations for them as players and what we're trying to do as a team, you know, being a good teammate, understanding your role, all those things. You know, you start really talking to these guys about that when they when they come here for, you know, for rookie minicamp, which I think is like May 10th or whatever. So it, it's a fun time, though, because it's a really a team-building time. And, you know, they'll go through their ups and downs early on. You know, they'll go through some tough days, but – if they can just keep kind of grinding and, and climbing the wall, you know, they'll, they'll be putting one foot in front of the other, taking one day at a time, they'll, they'll be all right. How I don't want to use the word frustrated. You know, I don't think you're frustrated, but was Thursday sort of a surreal night to not have a pick? I mean, we all know why you didn't have a pick, but was it kind of weird to sit there and go, we're not really doing anything tonight? We kind of watched it. Like, what did you do on Thursday night? What was going on? Were you just kind of watching, taking guys off the board, kind of playing things out, talking about what was going on? What were we kind of doing on Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, it's a little different that, you know, first time for, for me being here that we didn't have a first-round pick, but, you know, Deshaun Watson was our first-round sure. pick, you know. So, I think the biggest thing for us, Johnny, that I always tell, and you, you, I've said this to you a lot of times before, it's really important for us to see who is who is getting picked and which yeah. teams are picking them. And, right. you know, mm. relative to our division and relative to the AFC and things like that, like what are or, or our future opponents? Like who, who is who are they picking, and how do we think they're going to use these guys? That's yeah. that's where you put a lot of thought into to that and really pay attention to it. And then obviously, 
you know, like I said before, you know, it's a part of resetting the yep. board. Okay, these guys are off. Okay, they're they're gone. They're on other teams. Now we, we have to focus on the second round. We're not there either. But, you know, we, we kept resetting it and talking about how these different teams would use these players in our minds. You got a lot of guys on the offensive line, a lot of guys at tight end right now, and obviously some changes yeah. can happen. And at the defensive backs, I imagine – going into training camp and seeing all these guys competing against one another. You're looking forward to that, but I, at the same time, giving reps out to all those guys, too, is, is that going to be difficult to determine? It, it always is tough. I mean, we have to get to a 90-man roster at some point after rookie minicamp. We have to get down to a 90-man roster, and I think that's always a tough uh, assignment for, for Brian and I. You know, that's where we're, we're trying to predict the future of some of these guys. Uh, you know, obviously, maybe there's some guys that we've worked with that maybe, you know, we would have to move on from to get to that 90. That's always tough. But, uh, you know, when you think about the reps, you really have to be precise about how you're using the guy, how many reps he's getting. And you, you, you can never really have a wasted rep. You know, you can't take a guy that you had a vision for and start using him somewhere else right away. I mean, that's not the route you want to go. So you, you spend a lot of man hours with the coaching staff on, hey, look, this is how many plays we're going to have in this OTA. This is how we're using this guy. Let's get him in here for these two or three plays in this period, these two or three plays in this other period. And, and that takes a lot of time, but it's fun. You know, it's all part of that team building and trying to evaluate how you would use these guys and having a vision for it before you even start is important. One more for you, Coach, and maybe double-edged question here because you have the draft right in the middle of off-season conditioning, and you mentioned some of the changes here in the building, and they're big changes with the Sports Performance Center and everything like that, and the draft, and you're getting everybody up to speed for OTAs. So what's it all been like for you so far? It's a little different this year with Brian Gain and the whole thing. It's been great. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I think you guys probably feel a different energy in this building. You, you know, we feel good about where we're at. We've had 100% attendance at the off-season program so far, which is really good. Uh, not sure how many teams can say that. You know, I know it's a voluntary program, but our guys are here. They're they're working out, and primarily the the time right now for our veteran players. It's really about the sports performance program, the nutrition program, the, the program in the training room, really taking care of their bodies and learning how, how we're doing that in a different way. That's really what it is. And then we do a little bit of football. We'll increase that a little bit the next three weeks with some work on the field. But it's still more about Luke and his crew and then, you know, Lad in the cafeteria, Cap in the training room. It's really about that. And then when OTAs hits the last four weeks, that's when we'll – We'll take over a little bit more football, and then that'll be a little bit, you know, the sports performance end of it will be a little bit less. But I think the first two weeks have been very, very good. The guys are very excited about what we're trying to do and the vision that we have for, you know, helping them be at, a, at, at their peak, you know, when we open the season. Are the coaches on the nutrition program too? Well, I can only speak for myself. Mm. You know, I've, <laughs> I've, tried to, I've tried to take the uh, lessons that Lad has taught me because when mm -hmm. he first got there, he looked at me and said, you got, you got major problems here, Coach. We oh, gotta boy. We've got to help you out. So, no, it, it's, it's been good. You know, and I think even for, for the people in the building, yes. they can see the difference. And I think mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's been really good, and it's been really a team effort here. You know, you're, you're talking about everybody from the, the people that cook the meals, um, you know, to, to all around. You know, I just think it's been it's been a team effort to really uh, change the vision of certain things that we're doing, and it's been really good. Coach, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, Best guys. of luck. Appreciate it. All right, that's Bill O'Brien following the draft. It's over for the Houston Texans. It's over for the NFL. Undrafted free agents rolling in, of course, as the days progress. We'll talk about it more and wind down the show next on Texans Draft Live.